0: Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN-registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board-certified life coach, Samantha Shatek, teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hello, my friend. It's another day, another episode, and I'm grateful to be here to give that to you. Here in Minnesota, it is gorgeous fall weather. I love this weather. It's about 60 to 70 degrees. It's warm, but the air is starting to feel a little cool and crisp. And it's the season of root vegetables and pumpkin and pumpkin everything. And I love it and I embrace it. And I'm feeling the stews and the soups and the chais and the sweaters and the scarves. You betcha. (laughs) How are you? How are you today? Today, I want to talk with you about being present in the moment and how we can be of service in everyday life. So as always, my episodes are often inspired by my everyday life or things that I'm working through or observing. And I was recently in the office at the hospital where I work as a part-time integrative health practitioner and coach, and I happened to overhear another employee talking to another, And the office where I sit, which I'm not there that often, I'm actually out on the floor a lot, but I do check in and out of the office uh, at the beginning and at the end. It's a really tiny office. It has several dividers with cubicles. So I couldn't see the people talking, but I could hear them. And one woman was talking to another about how she had never been in a car accident Yet, she has a tremendous feeling of anxiety while driving to and from work on the highway, especially in the city, and especially in rush hour traffic. And my ears perked up mainly because I used to be her. And actually, in some ways, those of you that know me, I still am her in some ways. And although... My car anxiety is much better. And I'll tell you about that a little bit later in the episode. It still rears its sneaky little self in inconvenient moments. But it's these moments where we are in the right place at the right time. And we are given the opportunity to say something, to do something, or to make a difference. And I just had a feeling in this moment for this situation, and I just knew that overhearing this woman talk about something, especially what she was talking about, was an opportunity for me to be of service. And I knew I needed to say and wanted to say something. And in the past, it's not that I'm shy, but I maybe would have been more likely to quote unquote, mind my own business or brush it off. Or have the thought about like, who am I to approach her about her personal topic? And I might not have said anything, but now I know better. And I think that's in part because of the coaching that I've done and the confidence that I have now and the trust that I have. I just know better that when I have this feeling and this opportunity arises. And saying something for me, I think it's come, like I said, from this level of confidence and trust that I have in myself now, also in the moment, and also in the divinity of the universe. And I believe that every situation is meant for me. And I don't necessarily mean that we always have to say something or take action, but maybe there's something to be learned. Maybe we're supposed to overhear something. But I know and I believe that I belong in every place that I go, in every room that I step into, I belong there. And that when I'm in tune with what is needed, that it almost just becomes a way of life. And so in this moment, I just knew it was a sparkly moment where I knew that it was an opportunity and a calling that I felt almost from within my body to say something just to be purely of service for no other reason other than to help. And because I knew exactly what this person was going through inside and out, because I've struggled with this same thing. And I also believe and know that my presence, my input can change and can help people. And it's powerful. And that's why I coach because I know that about myself. And I know also that listening to someone and holding space for someone is a radical act. Being present with someone is really powerful and it can move mountains. And I also know that, you know, not all of the same things that will help one person or help me will necessarily help everyone. But I do know that the things that i've done and the things that have helped me in my journey specifically with car anxiety definitely can and are helping others too and so there was this moment where she was getting ready to leave and she was walking by my desk and i just decided to talk to her and start a conversation so i greeted her and i did mention that you know i had overheard her talking and I asked if I could share some things. And she not only seemed open, she actually was re- seemed relieved to me. In fact, she pulled up a chair and sat down next to me by my cubicle to listen and had the biggest smile on her face and was super receptive. And so after chatting a bit and sort of telling her why I was chatting with her, I asked her some questions and I had basically like an impromptu mini coaching session in a way, but with the goal to just serve her. And at the end of our conversation, just by talking with me, I could see it on her face and feel it in her body. And she also said that she felt better and that she felt more calm and supported and hopeful about this issue that was causing her stress. She explained to me in our conversation that she had recently moved from a smaller town And that she has never really had to drive in a lot of traffic or this far to work and in this much traffic. And it was just triggering a lot of anxiety and fear. And here's the thing. Some people might sort of understand her, but I knew exactly how she's feeling and that she is in the beginning stages of this journey of feeling anxious in traffic and feeling almost a little panicky. And so it felt really good to share with her my journey and some of the things that have been helpful and paramount in my journey with helping this issue and helping me be more functional. And here's the thing. Sometimes this is what being present and being of service looks like in everyday life. It's being there in real time Being brave enough and having the courage to say something or do something when you know that it's for you to be a co-creator in that moment. I think that sometimes when we try to figure out what our calling is, we want the calling with the capital C. We want this grand purpose as to the reason why we were put here on this earth and there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes when we find that, it feels wonderful. But sometimes this is our calling too, is how can we be of service in everyday life? And how can we let the daily activities and moments of service and opportunity be our calling also? I shared that some really helpful modalities for me and I'll share with you as well in case you or someone you know or love has similar issues with feeling really anxious in the car. Uh, Some things that have been really helpful for me have been EMDR and brain spotting, which are typically done not always by a licensed therapist or counselor or social worker, and then a modality called QNRT, which is quantum neural reset therapy. And these three things are all similar and different in that they work with the subconscious brain and trauma in the body. Also, not to mention that things that have been helpful is doing other work in community. And uh, I have a couple of safe and sacred groups And also, as well as, you know, on my own, I've done a lot of work processing and journaling and integrating and releasing. And so I am by no means, you know, completely quote unquote healed because, you know, our life is a lifelong journey, I believe, of of learning and comprehension. But rather, it is more of a continuum and a process. But I'm definitely... More confident in the car. I'm not as fearful. I feel more grounded and way less triggered by being in traffic or being in certain situations in the car. I'm able to take interstates more frequently in traffic. Sometimes the truth is, if it's really crazy or if there's construction, I still feel like I have to exit. But the progress that I've made is just so evident, and I just feel so much more functional. I used to have a lot of shame and feel really disempowered, I guess is the word. I'm this really strong, empowered woman and coach, but then I have this stuff, right? Like I'm human. I have this thing where I would go to either drive in a car with someone or ride in a car. And I would just feel so anxious and panicky. And what's interesting that I've uncovered is a lot of the things that I was feeling really had not anything to do with the car. It was what the essence of the situations brought up inside of me that reminded me of various past experiences and events. And so even though now this last year I was ironically in a car accident but I had car anxiety before that and had never been in an accident and I found it fascinating that this woman in the office had also never been in an accident what was feeling some of the same things also I want to say that because I've addressed some of these emotions and the trauma other things in my life are transforming and getting better too And, you know, healing isn't linear. It's definitely circular. And what I found to be fascinating is that, like I said, prior to this last year, I had never been in a car accident, but I had tremendous anxiety while being in the car. It would pop up randomly and I would just feel so embarrassed and frustrated by it and just sort of befuddled. And, you know, I can logically understand why someone would have more anxiety if they had been in a car accident, but I was just super perplexed as to why I had so much anxiety and never been in an accident. And it took me a while to reveal this, as I said, but I'm just learning that when my body is in the car, it's just reminding me of similar situations and events from the past that has similar themes or energies or qualities of being in the car and in certain situations. For example, and maybe you can relate to this, even if you don't have extreme anxiety, maybe you feel some of this. So when I'm in the car, my body remembers all of the times that I've felt chaos in my life. And this is represented by traffic at rush hour and multiple things happening at once. All the times that I've maybe felt disconnected in my life, both from myself and my source, and also maybe from other people. So if you think about this, when we're in the car, no one is connecting with one another, but everybody's doing their own thing, yet we're in these sea of people who are sort of disconnected in some ways, like no one's communicating. And Everybody's just in their separate bubble of the car. So that's another theme. Here's another theme, times that I maybe felt out of control, or felt like the control was in the hands of someone or something else in my life. And this is representative of, for example, when a car cuts you off in traffic, or if a car stops suddenly, you're at the whim of the other person's actions. Your safety and livelihood can depend on that. So all of the times also that I might have felt trapped or confined in my life. And this is represented by when there are roads with construction that have no shoulders and exits. It brings up this feeling of being trapped and not being able to escape or get out, which is so interesting. And what about all the times that I felt pressure in my life? And I feel this the most when cars are riding behind me or aggressively tailing me. It triggers this feeling of pressure. So what would happen is all of these multiple situations, every time I got into the car, there would be situations in traffic or on the road that would trigger one or many of these unprocessed emotions or memories And it would give me incredible anxiety and sometimes even panic. Sometimes it would be bad. So there would be a point that I would maybe start to have a panic attack and I'd feel like I'd have to pull over immediately or take the next exit and just take residential roads where there would be an escape or I could go slower. And I never logically or intellectually could figure it out or figure out what was at the core of this anxiety and it turns out, as I said, it was never about the car itself or driving as much as it was about the themes that were coming up that when I was in the car, it felt like to my mind and body and how I didn't feel safe because of similar situations from the past. Or if I didn't feel safe, it was that I was trapped or being controlled or whatever the situation is. So I... Basically, this was a signal for me to dig deeper and get curious, and to acknowledge and to heal, so it didn't limit my life. And because it kept getting louder and it didn't get better, I tried a lot of things. You know, I try. I would try deep breathing. I read a lot of books. I would uh, try just accepting and feeling the feelings, which did help. But it didn't necessarily make the root of the problem go away. Some of it helped me cope. But underneath, there was always still this sort of like low-lying dread and anticipation or worry about the thought of driving. Because now it was a thing. And it was this thing that was happening. And now there was a repetitive pattern. And I just had to endure it. And it was super uncomfortable. And it was never really getting better. It would maybe come and go in waves. But then I started mostly staying off the highways and only taking, or excuse me, I started staying off like interstates and only taking highways or residential roads, but hardly interstates. But here's the thing. I refused to not drive or let it win by any means. So the first thing I tried was QNRT, and that helped quite a bit then there was a time where I went to a travel nurse in California and I was away from my Q&RT therapist and couldn't find one there. But then in the last year or so, I started with a therapist doing EMDR and brain spotting. And those are both body-based therapies, which I really resonate with. And it feels like they really get to the core of the trauma and the memories without having to talk about it a whole bunch. And it's been so insightful and healing. And, you know, again, what works for me might not work for you, but I feel like these therapies have been truly wonderful and they've been a game changer. So it's worth mentioning. Also, another key point here is this. If you have lived through something hard or if you have accomplished something that you had to figure out on your own, or if you've healed from some experience, that automatically makes you an expert in that topic. And what that means is that if you wanted to, you could potentially help anyone right now who is currently that version of who you were then, but you would be helping them from a place now of having lived through that thing or situation And because you've learned something and are farther along the path than them on that particular journey, you are qualified. It means that you've paved a path and you can help them through it. Whether that's loss and grief or maybe weight loss, or maybe you navigated a civil divorce with love, which is new and unusual to do. Maybe you've overcome and deal with addiction Maybe you've created a podcast or a business and the possibilities of what you have endured or what you have overcome and lived through in your life are literally endless. So if there is something hard or interesting that you live through, then you can be helping someone else right now if you choose and you don't necessarily have to wait or get more credentials, or get more schooling, or wait until you have multiple letters behind your name. Although maybe the journey that you're taking would include formal education. But what I'm saying is you can help people in the moment in everyday life, but also you could officially create your own small business now and help people doing the, the very thing that you have overcome if you have the drive and the call to do that. But just please know that whatever you have lived through, you might take for granted, but someone else right now is struggling with that thing and you have the tools, the insight, and the education that you got from living through that experience. You have that set of skills and tools to help them because you had to figure out what it was that you needed, and maybe someone helped you through it, and maybe they didn't, but especially if they didn't, you can be that person for someone else. And it can be the simplest of things. I mean, my challenge for you this week is to pay attention when you're either at work or in public. I really want you to listen and observe. I want you to actually look for opportunities to maybe start a conversation to be of service in some way. Maybe it's just opening a door. Maybe it's offering kind words. Maybe it's just to sit back, observe, and listen. But whatever the moment might call for, just see if you can be the kind of person that is open to the unfolding of your day with more of a sense of openness and curiosity about this mystery and magic that we are in in every moment? How can you be more of that person that's being of service in everyday life? As always, I just want to thank you for sharing your time and being with me today. And as always, I hope that there's something here that helps you or inspires you or comforts you. I'm sending you so much love and until next week, bye friends. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one, and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside.